From the Capitol in Madison, this is Wiz Politics Midday. Hi everybody, I'm Jeff Mayers from WizPolitics.com here with Midday, brought to you by Spectrum. And I have with me Adam Kellenhofer. He's a reporter in the Madison office at WizPolitics.com. Welcome. Thanks, Jeff. It's, I'm doing good. How are you? Doing okay. Summer in Wisconsin. There's a lot of political news, a lot of big stories. One of the biggest, of course, is the U.S. Supreme Court um, tossing out a 50-year precedent, Roe v. Wade, and throwing it to the states. And in Wisconsin, that means that an 1849 anti-abortion law is apparently on the books, uh, so much so that Governor Tony Evers tried to get the Republican legislature to come in and change the law. Um, the Republicans gaveled in and gaveled out, as they usually do with his special sessions. And um, But this week, Evers and Democratic Attorney General Josh Call filed suit saying the 1849 law is not in effect. What's the case, the legal case, as to why it's not in effect? Uh, well, Jeff, basically, Attorney General Josh Call, he's a, he's a Democrat, obviously, and, and so is Tony, uh, Governor Tony Evers. They're arguing that this 1849 abortion ban that, you know, criminalizes all abortions, except in the case of preserving the life of the mother, um, criminalizes it with a felony. And that law, as you said, was uh, created in 1849, one year after our state gained statehood. Um, Evers and Call are arguing this ban doesn't really apply anymore because there are newer laws regarding um, abortions and abortion access and what qualifies as an abortion, you know, abortion pills, uh, things that people who drafted that 1849 law back in the 19th century likely had no idea about because uh, those inventions and innovations were not around at the time that they drafted that law. So um, Colin Evers are saying those newer laws that came out after that 1849 ban supersede the 1849 ban because uh, newer laws usually take precedent over much older laws um, in, in many other cases. So that's basically the, the crux of their argument here. Okay, so that's, that suit is in Dane County Court, uh, and we don't really know where exactly the next hearing is or what the next step is. Uh, Republicans have denounced it as a political stunt. Um, and what have the Republican governor, gubernatorial candidates said about this? Uh, well, uh, former Lieutenant Governor Clayfish, uh, Rebecca Clayfish, she was the Lieutenant Governor under Scott Walker. Um, she really was not happy about Evers and Call's lawsuits. Uh, she said that they quote, want women to think that we won't be able to live full lives unless we end the lives of unplanned babies. Um, and, you know, she said that enforcing that law, that 1849 law that is on the books, she said it shouldn't be difficult. Uh, she said, you know, Tony Evers' lawsuit isn't really much more than just, you know, a, a, a campaign play to, you know, boost voters up in the November elections. Uh, and she's obviously running against Tony Evers. So um, an interesting take there on this 1849 law. She has said she wants uh, Josh Call to enforce that 
1849 ban, and Josh Call has said even before the Supreme Court decision overturning protections in Roe that he would not expend any Department of Justice resources enforcing that 1849 ban. So, that's definitely interesting. And then moving down the line, construction executive uh, Tim Michaels, he's another Republican running for governor. Um, he entered pretty late in the race, but uh, he's he's still had a good showing so far. He said, uh, again, you know, that law, that 1849 law should be enforced as it's written. And as we said before, that law has no um, exceptions for abortions in the cases of rape or incest. And both of those gubernatorial candidates on the Republican side have said that they don't support adding any provisions into the 1849 law that would create an exception for rape or incest. And Nicholson and Rantham uh, pretty much agree. All, all the Republican candidates pretty much agree. They, they agree that the 1849 law is OK. Yes, basically. Yeah. And they want it enforced. Yes. Uh, all, all the Republican gubernatorial candidates would very much like this to be enforced. And uh, I assume the uh, Republican attorney general candidates are of the same uh, opinion. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we usually don't like to assume, but it, it's safe to do so in this case. Uh, the Republican attorney general candidates, both uh, Fond du Lac DA Eric Tony and uh, private attorney and former assemblyman Adam Jarko have said that they also want to see Attorney General Josh Call enforce that law. And they said if they do become attorney general in November, they would also enforce that law as it is written. Yeah, just as a side note, when I was covering politics, which was many years ago, I guess, the, the Republican orthodoxy was, um, you know, abortion with restrictions, but exceptions for three things, life of the mother and um, rape and incest. And I don't know, in your conversations uh, in politics, do we know why this has shifted? That is a really tough question to answer, Jeff. Um, I'm not exactly sure why it has shifted. Um, I suspect it is just the nature of the way our politics have, have shifted over time. You know, I'm pretty sure you've noticed they've become even more partisan than, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Um, we've always had a partisan government in Wisconsin, but over the past 10 years or so, it's become very, very partisan, and it's it's very polarized. There's not a whole lot of middle ground left to cover and, you know, introduce laws with some of those exceptions that you were talking about. And that's, I think, really interesting because our Assembly Speaker, Robin Voss, who is a Republican, has said that he would support a ban on abortions with some exceptions and uh, some of the Democratic leaders, Greta Neubauer, have, have told me that they haven't been able to work with Voss on creating some sort of law with those exceptions in them. They, the, the Democratic leadership is always definitely going to push to uh, protect the right to safe abortion access for um, those who are, are pregnant in Wisconsin. Uh, but you know, Mark Spreitzer uh, and Greta Neubauer both told me after Republican Speaker Pro Tempore Tyler August gaveled in and out of that session really quickly. They both those Democratic leaders told me that um, they're going to keep pushing for those uh, protections and they're going to keep pushing Republicans to work with them. But it's been pretty hard lately. OK, so a lot of this will fall on local prosecutors. Let, let's say the 1849 law stands. And it's on the books. 
and uh, somebody will have to bring a charge under the 1849 law. So it's going to a lot of it's going to fall local prosecutors. What what have we heard from local prosecutors, county prosecutors in Wisconsin so far? Yeah, so um, we've heard from DAs in the two of the biggest counties in Wisconsin, Dane and Milwaukee County. Um, not super surprising here. Those are both liberal counties, and the DAs in both counties have said that they would not prosecute any um, any sort of infractions of that 1849 abortion ban, and also going down the line, you know, to local police because they would also be able to enforce that 1849 ban, um, at least according to some police. Uh, Madison Police Chief Sean Barnes has said that he also would not prioritize, at least, going after people who might be uh, in violation of that 1849 ban. But, Jeff, there is at least one district attorney in Wisconsin in Sheboygan County who has said openly that he would prosecute crimes under that 1849 abortion ban. So that is Sheboygan County DA Joel Ermanski. And you have the Fond du Lac County District Attorney running for Attorney General, basically saying the law should be enforced. Now, whether he personally would bring a charge, maybe that didn't come up in his uh, statement. But at any rate, so we've had at least one in Sheboygan County. Okay. Um, and that's the home county, I think, of, uh, it is, of uh, Senator uh, Lemahieu, the, uh, the Senate Majority Leader. Um, okay, so what are the options for women if, if uh, you know, Planned Parenthood has uh, suspended abortion procedures, um, another clinic has uh, suspended them? Um, so what are the options for women uh, in Wisconsin going forward? What are you hearing? Uh, well, it looks like there, to be frank, there really are not a lot of options out there. Um, we've heard Governor Tony Evers, you know, say he would offer clemency to any physicians who uh, felt that they should be performing abortions right now. But um, we're, we still haven't, you know, all the Planned Parenthood clinics, most of the all of the abortion clinics that I know of are are not doing any abortions at all for fear of being prosecuted in the future because, you know, that 1849 ban has no statute of limitations attached to it. So uh, a lot of physicians are worried that if they do perform abortions now, even if Evers offers them clemency right now, they might be uh, prosecuted under that 1849 law if we end up with one of those Republican attorney generals in the future after those November elections or even down the road from there. So other options for those seeking abortions are basically to drive out of state or however you need to to get out of the state, drive out there, have your friend drive out there, catch a cab, an Uber, whatever it is. Um, as far as I know, that's not illegal. Attorney General Josh Call has said that that is also not illegal. So has Tony Evers. The neighboring states would be Minnesota and Illinois. Yeah, those are, are pretty much the, the only two options right now are Minnesota and Illinois. Now, there's also the abortion pill, which has come up in uh, national discussions. I haven't heard much in Wisconsin about it. Um, has any much of that come up about the abortion pill, the availability of the abortion pill? Because many abortions are, um, uh, are done with the abortion pill. Uh, 
Yeah, Jeff, that's actually the abortion pills are going to be a really interesting, I think, central part of Call and Evers uh, lawsuit, because that's a technology that just wasn't around during that 1849 ban. And there is a carve out in that 1849 ban for um, those who perform abortions other than the mother. And, you know, mothers are usually the ones who take the, the abortion pills themselves. So it could be argued that the abortion pill type form um, could be considered legal under that 1849 ban. But like I said before, we're going to have to wait for this lawsuit to be settled to really figure that one out. All right, Adam, that's uh, thank you for bringing us up to date. This is a continuing story. Of course, you can check out more at wispolitics.com and midday we'll follow this story as well. So thank you very much, Adam. And thank you for listening to Midday, brought to you by Spectrum. This has been WIS Politics Midday. For more state government and political news, visit wispolitics.com.